Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm great. Where are you? Because <laughs> we're not together. We're not in the office today. We're recording in separate <laughs> locations. So that's why if the audio sounds weird, it's because of that. It's going to sound great. It's going to sound amazing because <laughs> the guy who the guy who edits the show is going to make it sound amazing. That's right. He's going to put a lot of sparkle on it. And his name is Keith. He's so good. <laughs> that guy. I don't know how he does it. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how SZA's Kill Bill finally reaches number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart after patiently waiting for 17 weeks in the top 10. Wow. How Metallica rocks in with a number two debut on the Billboard 200 albums chart with their first original album in seven years, 72 seasons, and scores the biggest week for any rock album in over three years. And... How Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj bring Princess Diana to the charts as the buzzy new track bows in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Also on the show, we are talking about Adele popping up for James Corden's final carpool karaoke as he leads up to his last episode as host of The Late Late Show this week. Plus, let's reflect on the madness of Coachella 2023 and maybe even look ahead to next year, if you'll indulge us. Hmm. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. OK, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, SZA's Kill Bill finally climbs to number one as the track jumps four to one in its 19th week on the list with 17 of those previously bouncing around the top 10, and eight of those weeks, non-consecutively, were stuck at number two. So what caused the jump this week to give SZA her first number one single? Uh, well, it got some extra help from a new remix featuring SZA's Kiss Me More friend Doja Cat, uh, who jumped on a new version, and that dropped on April 14th. Yes. Um, so as I said already, it's the first number one for SZA, and she had previously notched just one previous top five charting hit with her featured turn on Kiss Me More, which reached number three in 2021. It's kind of making me think of like the weekend and Ariana Grande pairing. It's now we have this new potent pop pairing of SZA and Doja Cat. I'm looking forward, I love it. I'm looking forward to the SZA Doja Cat weekend Ariana collaboration album. <laughs> Super, Super group. group. There we go. <laughs> so congratulations to SZA on going to number one. Yes, I'm happy. I'm glad they figured it out. I mean, it, some, sometimes songs hang around forever in the top five, that number two in the top ten, and just the stars never align and they don't get to number one. And sometimes and it's and, and that doesn't mean that they aren't popular. It just means that for that brief moment in time, they couldn't make it. And then conversely, we get those we get those songs that are supernova bright for like a week or two and then they go away. 
Right. Um, so, you know, charts are funny. You know, this one had staying power, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time spins a seventh consecutive and total week at number one. Well, there's just one debut in the top 10 this week as Metallica's new studio album, 72 Seasons, starts at number two. It launches with 146,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending April 20th, marking the largest week for any rock or hard rock album in over three and a half years. Wow. Yeah, I know the last rock or hard rock album to post a bigger week was Tool's Fear Inoculum when it debuted at number one with 270,000 units on the September 14th, 2019 dated chart. We've had rock or hard rock albums like hit number two Mm -hmm. on the uh, chart or even were number one on the chart, like the Chili Peppers were number one last year with Unlimited Love and Ghost's last album, I think, debuted at number two. And, you know, Paramore is a rock act and, you know, they debuted at number two. But their units were not as big as Metallica. And so, like, in any other normal week, Metallica probably would have been number one. But they've got that Morgan Wallen dude to contend with, you know. Kind of a big album, you know, kind of. A, and yet and yet <laughs> another album this week. And, you know, Metallica is the now fifth album to debut at number two um, behind Morgan Wallen and presumably probably peak at number two. Yeah. Um, also, 72 Seasons is Metallica's 12th top 10 album. And nine of those have reached the top two uh, of mm. the chart. So pretty, pretty stellar track record there for the band. And uh, lastly, in chart news, I have a melange of things to address. <laughs> uh, we have Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj bringing Princess Diana to the charts as their collaborative track debuts at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. It's Ice Spice's second top 10 and Nicki's 21st. Uh, Ice Spice's earlier top 10 hit, uh, Boys a Liar Part 2 with Pink Panthers, is still in the top 10 this week as it uh, recedes eight to 10 on the chart. Ooh, so Ice Spice is, has two top 10 hits right now, huh? It's a, it's a spicy top 10. It is a spicy top 10. Uh, Nikki might be looking at another big debut next week as her feature turn on Kim Petras's Alone, which was released last Friday, April 21st, uh, maybe could have a sizable debut on the list. We won't know for sure until next week. It's the latest release in a parade of new hits that sample or interpolate throwback club jams from the 1990s and 2000s uh, as the Kim Petras and Nikki track alone recalls Alice DJ's top 40 hot 100 hit from 2000 titled Better Off Alone. Eurodance is back. It's back and and bigger than ever, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, elsewhere on the charts, David Guetta's redo of Hathaway's top 20 Hot 100 hit from 1993, What Is Love, now titled Baby Don't Hurt Me, with Anne-Marie and Coyle Ray, debuts at number 36 on the pop airplay chart. But wait... (laughs) There's more. Uh, Geta has helped refresh another dance classic, LaBouche's top 10 Hot 100 hit from 1996, Be My Lover. Uh, It is now updated in a new remixed version, simply called Be My Lover. Mm -hmm. And this is co-credited to Hypaton, 
David Guetta and LaBouche itself. Oh, I love that. Um, it's it's basically like a fancy new remix of the existing of the existing original song. I think the vocals are the same. I think I like they're just cutting to the chase on this one. Yeah, they're like, just, we don't need to redo this. It's like this is a this is a jam and we're just going to resurface guys. it. <laughs> um, and then um, all of these tracks, of course, follow David Guetta's Grammy nominated top 10 Hot 100 hit. Uh, I'm good blue with BB Rexa, which uh, interpolated Eiffel 65's top 10 hot 100 hit from 2000 blue. Daba D. Uh, so if you're smart, you're looking at the charts from 93 to 2000 right now and picking out the next Euro dance hit to remake. What's left? I mean, I mean, it's real like McCoy. That was my shit <laughs> from back and, in the day. <laughs> and and so if we, if we do, uh, would it be another night? Yeah, that was I loved I loved that song. Okay, that was like 94, 95, right? Sure. Um, sure. So do so do, <laughs> so do Mad Libs. What would that song be called today and who would be doing it? Because you can't just call it Another Night. Right. I hear you. I mean, it could be parenthetical title Another Night. <laughs> it could be, it could like, be called like Vision of Love to See Me Through. There you, oh, I like that. Vision of Love parenthetical title another night so as not to confuse people with mariah carey now yeah well that now might be too confusing because now we're referencing multiple what if it's like a vision like treated me kind another night (laughs) vision of love (laughs) love. (laughs) this is so somebody must somebody must have like done a mashup of vision of love and another night now now i like i can't believe i haven't already heard that How, how is like uh like I don't know. Everybody dance now from CNC Music Factory. Like, oh yeah. How has that not been reworked? Like, I, I mean, mean, you could call it that because that wasn't even what it was called. Gonna well, make you sweat. Well, it was gonna make you sweat. Parenthetical. Everybody dance now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything with Martha Wash is definitely on the table for sure. Let's just have Martha. Let's just get a new song from Martha Wash. Let's yeah, just, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> David Guetta featuring Martha Wash. Yes. <laughs> just, uh, all right. Or they'll say, like, uh, David Guetta featuring uh, CNC Music Factory or, like, Black Box or whoever else she sang for and didn't actually appear in the videos for. It's just like a Martha Wash mashup. Yeah, well, yes. No, I'm saying that we, we should have David Guetta and Martha Wash. Like, Martha Wash should have her name. Actually credited. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, but we should probably move on from the chart stuff. Okay, let's move on. Um, Adele actually joined James Corden for the last ever carpool karaoke noted, this week. as dance he, floor filler yes. house music diva banger. <laughs> oh, don't think somebody hasn't asked her to be on a, on a dance floor song at some point. I'm sure she would kill it. Um, she appeared on the last Carpool Karaoke as James Corden wraps up his eight year run as host of the Late Late Show this Thursday night. So this is a very emotional segment of Carpool Karaoke Lots as we tears. learn. We learn just how close of friends Adele and James Corden are. Like, I, I don't think I realized. I, I think I probably assumed they were acquaintances, but um, their families road trip together. And, you know, she really got emotional about you know talking about how he's like really helped her since she was 21 years old in the industry. And it's just it was really touching. And he uh, they actually even revealed that uh, the song I Drink Wine from Adele's most recent album, 30, 30. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, was written after they had a long conversation and, and James got really like emotional with her about, you know, 
dealing with a lot of uh, different things. And she he, went home and he, wrote the song. And then he mentioned the phrase internet, like the like internet, the internet, other things. <laughs> um, she went home and wrote that song and then played it to him. Like, here, I, I wrote your feelings into, into a hit song, basically, which is wild. We had no idea that that was the inspiration behind that song. So it was it's totally different than any other carpool karaoke because of like really peeling back the layers of their friendship. They would also have us believe that she literally surprised him by waking him up by crashing symbols. Don't believe it at him second. when he is in his bed, snuck up to his bedroom in his home and then took him on this carpool ride without him knowing it was happening. Keith thoughts. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, look, let's, let's, pull, <laughs> let's, let's, let's remind people at home but one, the people in that car are not driving the car. They're being towed. Oh, yeah. I know they had a lot of jokes about Adele being a bad driver. And it's like, you are not driving, Adele. I was like, but <laughs> both of you are incredible actors. Yes, exactly. So I don't believe for a second <laughs> that that Adele surprised James Corden in bed. Maybe we'll get the oral history of this carpool karaoke someday and, and, and learn the real story. Like I his mean, wife prepped him or something. <laughs> I, don't I, mean, know. I mean, I, suppo- I suppose because they're such good friends, um, you know, maybe maybe there's a slim there's a possibility that, you know, this wasn't just a setup and it was all done for cameras. Well, and the other thing that I could him up in bed, that part, the other thing I could believe is sometimes when you're watching these carpool karaoke's, you're like, damn, James Corden had to do a lot of prep to learn every lyric to every one of these songs, because even if he's a pop music fan, he is not going to know verbatim a lot of these songs. But with Adele, I believe that he literally could be pulled out of bed and start singing every Adele song word for word. Like, I I believe that part. You have, what, four albums to pick from? So exactly. Right. And since they're such good friends, and the, the, in the carpool karaoke, they did four Adele songs and then one um, cover of some of someone else. Right. Um, yeah. What was the cover? They I mean, they played a little bit of Mariah Carey. But are you talking about something else? What? Oh, they did Barbara Streisand. Of yeah. course. I didn't. Want uh, to happy birthday. You might have. By the way, told, Barbara, told Barbara, it's her birthday today. We're taping this on Monday. And I just like I, I every time I go on to Twitter, Another more famous person is wishing her a happy birthday. So she's getting a lot of love out is there. It, is she currently. hitting a particular milestone today? You know, a great question, because I was about to look that up thinking like, man, everybody's talking about Barbara's birthday. She's so 100. let's, no, let's she's see. Not. Uh, it, no, it's not a milestone. She's literally turning 81. Everybody. I mean, still. <laughs> um, OK, so, of course, this was not the first time that Adele had been on Carpool Karaoke. Uh, she uh, originally was on back in 2016 and she's one of 66 original segments, not including the Christmas compilations that they've done uh, with uh, with James Corden's Car- Carpool Karaoke. This is, of course, also not counting the Apple the series. TV series no. that they do or Apple Music series that they do. Um yeah, 66, though. And that's including all the repeat guests, too. I wanted to point that out. Adele, you know, this is her second time. Justin Bieber was actually on it three times. Uh, two of the two times were in the first year. He took two separate carpool karaoke rides in the first year of the show's existence. Generous, um, Justin Bieber. So maybe he's, you know, a real you know buddy of James's as well. Uh, then we have Harry Styles. He did two solo rides and a ride with uh, One Direction. He's also known to be, you know, good, good Guest hosting the show yeah yes good friends with ben uh winston actually lived with him for a time who like produced the james corden show etc um nick jonas uh rode with both his jonas brothers band and with demi lovato uh camila cabello rode with her cinderella co-stars and by herself 
Uh, I think those are all the repeats that I spotted. And then there's just like a list of legends. I mean, there's Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder, Barbara Streisand, um, who did this as well. It's been a wild time. Like, it, I, I I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know life without carpool karaoke in it. I just expect one to pop up every, you know, every couple weeks or every month or so at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but does it, I, does it does it mean it's really going away, though, just because he's ending the show? I could see it coming back for like little, you know, charity stints or, you know, whatever he might do, because he's done it before for like Red Nose Day and Stand Up for Cancer. I could see it coming back like that um, with big artists. So, Keith, among all of these 66 carpool karaoke's, you have some memorable ones that really stood out to you over the years. Yeah, I went through the entire list um, to refresh my memory, and I haven't seen it. To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of them. I think when I was reading the list, I think I've seen them all. Really? Wow. Well, yes. it's part of your job to sort of. Exactly. Yeah, I think things. that. Yes, yes. But continue. Um, but my 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 favorites um, in no order. Uh, the One Direction one I really liked. Was uh, that um, post Zane? You know, I don't or was remember. it all five? It, it was yeah, the, I don't either. It was the one where um, like they were doing Drag Me Down. Oh, yeah. so that that's post saying then. OK, drag and me then, down. Is. And, and um, Harry hit like this weird sort of like high note at the at the end, the back seat. And it was and it was just funny. Yeah. Um, and they're also like clearly they all get along with James really well. And it was a, yep. it was a fun watch. Um, of course, the first Adele one is yep. legendary. Um, oh, I didn't bring up the fact that she like famously rapped along to Nicki Minaj's totally wild verse from Kanye West monster that I mean that was probably the moment that people remember the most Nikki's from never the first done karaoke, Adele. a carpool karaoke absolutely she? Uh, she actually has oh, she did okay. she yeah and actually like I think I said, it was I don't remember all these uh, well I think it was actually pretty recent I'm gonna just go back I'm yeah it was at the top of 2022 so last year um so the Adele one um I liked the JLo one because I the, the waiting for tonight part with the hands and the fingers and yes the, also like you I think I I tend to remember sometimes the interactions and the things that they say to one another. And that moment where um, uh, she he gets her cell phone and they're texting. Yes, that's the Leonardo DiCaprio moment. Yeah, it's ah. like, you know, hey, we, we going clubbing tonight. You know, where are we going? You know, mom. And he instantly responds. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love the power, the power of J-Lo. Granted, it could all be fake. <laughs> Because, you know, but listen, let me buy into it. I love it all. I absolutely love it. Um, I really like the Broadway one that mm-hmm. they did with Lin-Manuel, with Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda, Audra McDonald, Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Jane Krakowski. And of course, uh, James Corden. And then the other two I thought were incredible were the Lady Gaga episode. Yep. And the Paul McCartney episode. Yes, those those are those from without doing heavy research. Those were the ones that jumped out immediately to me as being like incredibly memorable. I would tell everyone to watch that Paul McCartney one because it goes on a full journey and it oh, go, yeah. they go there in Liverpool. I mean, it is a whole thing. It's James that's really crying. wonderful. It's yeah, he, 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 the carpal karaoke gets great when Corden starts to cry. Well, there was a little tidbit in the the final Adele one about when Stevie Wonder was on and he called James's wife and sang her favorite song to her. And James is literally just a puddle of tears in the driver's seat next to Stevie. Like, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. Um, I yeah, I I Lady Gaga was the first one that I thought of as well. Obviously, first Adele. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Madonna, Keith. It wasn't a favorite of mine. It wasn't a favorite. It wasn't your favorite Madonna moment. No. Okay. Um, I remember also when they had pink 
and Kelly Clarkson on back to back. Like as and it's just like Madonna and Lady Gaga were on. They were back to back, back too. To back, yeah, I just loved like I feel like Pink and Kelly Clarkson are the perfect example of like you can really hear people's like raw ass vocals in these as well. Like just singing in a car and people really like belt their hearts out too. And those two like it's just I mean I can't even imagine what James's eardrums were going through like being in that small of a space hearing them wail like that. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely the end of an era. And uh, as you can see from the list I sent you, Keith, you know, it got a little thin during the like pandemic years. Like there oh, were yeah. only there were four in 2020, <laughs> all of which were before March. That year. When I was looking at the list, I'm like, God, they really had short seasons. Like, what gives? I'm like, yeah, I mean, only now when you just said that, I'm like, oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah, duh, that pandemic thing. And then they did two in 2021, three in 2022. And then they've already done five this year. Um, actually, even like Blackpink, Diddy and Adele have all been in the last week, I think. Like Blackpink came last week and then Diddy right after it and now Adele. So and this is this is what we're we getting. We assume this, this is, is the last one, according yeah. to Yeah. Oh, Adele. and I also forgot to mention. So James's final show is on Thursday night and his final guests. He has two guests, Will Ferrell and Harry Styles will be returning, which is very appropriate uh, given their relationship. Oh, one last thing I want to bring One up. Direction reunion. Uh, they t- actually it was rumored and like the late late show had to shut it down on their social media oh. just to like not get people's expectations up like right. that is not happening um according to their socials um i wanted to also say like because it's the end maybe who we are most surprised never got around to doing one and the number one person in my mind that it's shocking and i know that they have asked they must have asked is taylor swift she's never done a carpool karaoke knowing knowing what we know about what what taylor does now in terms of press she's incredibly Uh particular about when and if she ever does anything because she doesn't need to do anything yeah and you know maybe that just wasn't and James vibe. does get a little personal in that car too. Yeah. Like he brings he brings stuff up that like other people can't bring up on carpool karaoke that maybe you couldn't even bring up like when people are sitting on his couch, you know, at like on the show. Um, so maybe she's like, eh, <laughs> I'm I mean, good. But, but also you're a superstar and you could be like, OK, we're not going to talk about this, 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 this and this. Feel free to ask me about other stuff, too. Totally. And also, I'm sure they do this the normal pre-interview with the producers of like, we're going to cover this, this and this. Is this all right? What do we not yeah. do? Here are the songs that we're going to do. Are these OK with you? Here's what we're going to cover. Are you interested in doing this? Like no, you, no one should ever watch that thinking that any of it is spur of the moment. A surprise. The yeah. Is there anyone else that you think uh, it's, you know, wild that we didn't get? I mean, you really if I'm looking at or just thinking of like the biggest stars, they're on here like they're 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 like all on here. Like of the last 10, 15 years and then legends beyond that as well. I mean, you know, there there still could have been room for like, you know, something you know, really wild. Like, you know, what if you got like the Spice Girls to do this oh. you know, for like a charity thing or what? I if, should hope they asked for that as well. What if like Eminem turned up to do something, you know? Yeah. You know, he didn't really do much in the way of hip hop. Obviously, Diddy was on and uh, Migos were on. Probably because um, of the nature of the kind of, you know, it's karaoke. But still, you know, yeah. it could have been fun. Yeah. I mean, Migos was really funny. That, it's a funny one to watch back. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's move on to Coachella, which just wrapped up its second weekend um, on Sunday. Uh, 
let's take a moment to just reflect on on this this wild ride of Coachella. Um, it was especially chaotic. Uh, Frank Ocean dropped out after his divisive Weekend One headlining performance, and he was eventually replaced by Blink-182 as Sunday's headliners, um, with Skrillex, Fred again, and Fortet closing out the main stage on Sunday night. So they performed last on Sunday. Speaking of which, Calvin Harris closed out the main stage both Saturday nights playing after Blackpink. But he's so not Bad the Bunny, he he's not the headliner. I was going to say so Bad Bunny is the only 2023 headliner who played last on the main stage each weekend. <laughs> it's a like that's wild in and of itself cuz I don't I honestly don't think and may, I mean somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe there's ever been performers after the headliners ever in the history of this festival. There's been performers who played on other stages intense later, but, but no on one has played stage. on the main stage the main after stage. the headliners. That is a new phenomenon. Did, so on Sunday night when Skrillex and um, Fred again and Fortet. Thank you. When they played, they played on the same stage that yep. Blink-182 were on. Yep. That's probably what they had left that they, they could put them on. Yeah. It and you know, weird, though. I have a new theory, too, with Blink Blink, because they were actually a surprise announcement, um, maybe the Thursday night before uh, weekend one. And they played Friday, just like in the afternoon on Friday that weekend on weekend one. And it was sort of like, oh, that's bizarre. Like, why wouldn't they have trumpeted Blink-182? I think that they might have been lined up because the festival was nervous about Frank performing, period. And so I think that they like had them in, in their back pocket as like a potential replacement headliner the whole time. And then they had to deploy them for weekend two. Interesting. Basically. Yeah, it's, um, um, you know, it can't be it's uh, programming. This festival must just be a nightmare. I also want to note, I, I read with great interest in Dave Brooks, um, our mm-hmm. touring editor's story about the sort of the Frank Ocean drama. And he reported that Frank Ocean was to be paid $4 million per performance for Coachella. So a total of $8 million he would have gotten had he done both performances. That's wild if it is true. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, if he got that much money, how much is Blackpink making? Are they all, are they all getting the same amount of money? It, like, And if you ever wonder, like, God, Coachella's tickets are really expensive. I'm like, well, yeah, I hmm. know why. Yeah, and they, um, Dave's story also explained how much it cost the festival for him to drop out because they, of course, had to, you know, pay replacements and they had all this production that they'd paid for already and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's a fascinating read. Um, you know, we talked about uh, on the podcast two weeks ago before Coachella whether Blackpink might bring out any of their big pop collaborators. And so we can now report that the answer is no, they did not. Um, and really, the headliners were, went without any major guests. It was very different than some previous years. If you think about Harry Styles bringing out Shania Twain and Lizzo and um, really, I think that Bad Bunny brought out like some of his collaborators, but not nobody who like sh- overshadowed the Bad Bunny of it right. all. You know, like I think Chencho Corleone came out with him um, and the weekend joined uh, Metro Boomin weekend one and Zendaya Zendaya. I always get her name wrong. Joined Labyrinth uh, this past weekend. So there were people who popped in. Didn't see a show for the most for part. Lab- Labyrinth as well. Oh, well, that would make sense because they had that super group with Diplo. Sia, Labyrinth. I didn't see that. Mm. Mm. Yes, it looks like that was also and Maddie Ziegler, Sia's right hand woman. Um, Amazing. 
Uh, and actually, the reason I brought up Zendaya, too, is because it was the first time that she had performed in eight years. Live. Like, I, I, people don't, I think, necessarily even think of or remember Zendaya as a musician, even though when she was doing uh, Nickelodeon, Disney, Nickelodeon, shake it up, Disney. When she started out with like Disney Channel, she did the very typical kid star Disney thing of yeah, like she, she was she making had, music. She released. She had singles and albums or album. I, she she had music. She had a minor hit with Chris Brown. I oh, think. That's right. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I've interviewed her at least once, if not more than once, on various red carpets in the past. And yep. she was always lovely and pleasant. <laughs> and now she's an award-winning actress, and of course. I'll and now never get to ever talk to her again. <laughs> I, I could see her someday, like, deciding to make music again. We obviously have seen A-list actresses take that route before. We just mentioned Jennifer Lopez. That's a good example of someone who kind of established themselves fully as an actress and then chose to become a pop superstar as well and and uh, you know i've been able to talk to j-lo on carpet since then so anything is possible anything is possible <laughs> um so on tuesday we're recording again on monday on tuesday billboard.com will share our list of the 10 artists that we think could headline coachella 2024 we're gonna make our predictions taylor swift so yeah i mean let's just bring up taylor swift things that taylor swift has not done <laughs> headline the super bowl headline coachella been on carpool karaoke all things someone has asked her to do guaranteed um, yeah. And I, I mean, personally, as like as obviously a pop fan, I would love uh, I would love a, another like, you know, Ariana Grande, Beyonce, Lady Gaga moment at Coachella again. So um, I love the idea of before. I'm saying I would love that that sort of pop superstar uh, headlining in, like like a Taylor Swift, somebody of that level coming and playing Coachella. I want that again. Please, please make my dream come true. Well, who, who's, so are you going to tell us who's on this list? Um, well, I don't know if it's when it's publishing, so I don't want to like spoil it before the podcast. Oh. Okay. Taylor Swift is on the list. I can say that. Well, I we, will. We I'll leave you her, with this. So you I want, I want you to go to billboard.com and read this article, but Taylor Swift is on the list guys. Just FYI. Is it? Is and it, now it, I think it's time for our charts. <laughs> okay. I'll stop. <laughs> what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, does the list contain any people that have already been a headliner? No, we are suggesting all new headliners. Now, it's people who have played Coachella before, some of them. But though. not headliners. Correct. Madonna, Somebody who would newly Madonna headline. could be a headliner because she's She absolutely it. could be a headliner. She's not on this list. She could 100% be a headliner, BTS. though. Yes. They've never played Coachella at all. But They're they, on this list. Yeah, we're, we're working through the... Uh, like what the roadblocks could be because they're all taking their mandatory uh, Korean military service right now. Right, right. Uh, and so that's the tricky part, like, because I don't know if they will all have completed that by, you know, spring next year. But we're hopeful that that could be a possibility. Got it. All right. Yeah. I will move on to the charts out of the week. OK. <laughs> all right. So, Katie, this week, uh, Princess Diana debuts in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Simple, simple charts out of the week. Can you name the only other song with the name Diana in its title that also reached the top 10 of the Hot 100? Keith, I think I can name that tune. Is it was it in a story and I just didn't realize it? No, I okay. just think I know what pop like really famous pop song by a very famous pop superstar has the name Diana in it. So I'm going to guess Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. That is correct. 
Yay. It, went to, it went to number one for one week on the July 2nd, 1989 dated chart. Famously, one of five number ones from Michael's Bad Album. Uh, bonus round, can you name the other four number ones from the Bad oh, Album? Oh, that's fun. Um, bad. Screw, true. <laughs> <laughs> Is my first guess. Um, you know, I'm not, su- I'm not as familiar with that album as um, other Michael Jackson albums. Uh, Smooth Criminal? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that was number is that seven. From, is it from Bad, it though? It is. It is. Okay, that makes me feel better. Um, ugh, I'm just going to... Is Beat It on Bad? No, it's on Thriller. Just let me go. Let t- Get me out of my misery. Me tell me the rest, please. Yeah. <laughs> Put um, me out of my misery and tell us. So uh, we got Dirty Diana. We got Bad. Mm-hmm. There's I Just Can't Stop Loving You with Saida Garrett. That was uh, happening. There's uh, The Way You Make Me Feel. Oh, I love that song. Um... And there's one more and it's the big ballad and it's the one where we're all going to help each other. Man in the mirror. Oh, I love that song. So, That's so funny. Well, I'm glad we're all stumped. Just trying to remember also things that I should just know off the top of my head. Um, I, I wish I would have known. I, I, to be fair, like basically like run everything together in like the late eighties, early nineties. So don't mind me. Yeah. Like dangerous and bad and everything's the same. And so don't, don't come, don't come for me. Michael Jackson fans. Very, very different projects. I know. I know. Bad is the end of the Quincy Jones era. Dangerous is the, the Teddy Riley, new Jack swing, you know, Michael going into hip hop world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I I appreciate that. Okay, Jam got it. and Black or White and mm-hmm. Heal mm-hmm. the World and mm-hmm. um, Will You Be There and uh, uh, What's that one that I really like? Remember the time? <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the one you like. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. <laughs> that's oh, it. Now, do I ask you what are the hits off of the Thriller album? Will you know those? I feel like I could do that. There were five number ones, right? No. How many were there? There were uh, uh, just I thought just just two. There were only two number ones on Thriller, but there were seven top tens. Okay, maybe that's what. Um, I mean, now I'm scared because there's only two. One of them. Uh Beat it. (laughs) Beat it, and I'm guessing it's not Thriller. No, Thriller. (laughs) Thriller was a top ten. I think it went to number four. Um. Uh, that one uh got to be studying something. Want to be studying That is something. one of the top tens, yes, but not the number P-Y-T. one. PYT? PYT was a top ten, not a number one. Uh, okay, so I'm still missing a number one from it's Thriller. It's like his most famous song. Oh, Billie Jean. Yes, Billie Jean. Understood. Got it. Um, Oof. I, f- I forget what the other top tens are now. Oh, The Girl Is Someone's going to take... Like my pop card away after this episode, I think it's all right. Um, okay, there was a very long winding chart set, which started <laughs> off about uh, uh, the the two Diana songs that went top ten, <laughs> and then turned into a Michael Jackson quiz. You know, <laughs> it's just us rambling about Michael Jackson as, as exactly. One does. Um, all right, we reached the end of our big show. Any parting words, Katie? Nope, no parting words, Keith. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. Okay, uh, what song <laughs> should really we go did. on? Um, uh, let's see, man, we've talked about a lot. Uh, how about maybe we should go out on Adele. I drink wine in honor of the final carpool karaoke. Okay, we'll do that. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. When I was a child, every single thing could blow my mind. Soaking it all.
for fun, but now I only soak up wine.